0: Jesus out. Well, I want to welcome you guys again to Spirit and Truth Podcast. Uh, Mario here, and um, of course, we're in uh, Genesis chapter 17, and uh, the second part. And so, thank you for joining us. We went ahead and upgraded our uh, Buzzsprout um, program here to include more hours. And so, we're going to be moving forward. Uh, through um, through the Bible, um, a little bit more quickly now that we've come to this point. Uh, the beginning in the book of Genesis, we got a lot of first mentions, and we've got to discuss those in detail. Otherwise, when we go down the road further in Scripture, um, there's a lot of things that we're not going to understand. So, um, let's open up with the word of prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for uh, your word. It is precious to us. It is a compass for life. We pray for those, Lord, who don't know your word, who are going through life according to their own understanding, through projections uh, of their own gods, and um, not much wisdom there, especially when uh, the world and the demons of hell have so much influence and the evidence, Father, that is before us how uh, the definition of truth seems to be changing day by day by day until pretty soon we have become our own gods. Uh, we, can, we become controllers of our own destiny. And Father, we pray for all of those in recovery that are going through the 12-step process. Father, that you would open their eyes through that process, that they would see that there is a loving God who gave us those 12 steps, who is calling them to himself, that they may know the truth, that they may find Uh, freedom as you intended freedom for them there is no higher point of freedom than that and father that they would uh, know your name that they would know you personally and intimately and that you would change their lives forever as you've done for so many of us father we pray for our friend in san pedro who's going uh, through surgery today that you would give those doctors great skill father And that they would focus, Father, and that uh, the surgery would be a success, that healing would take place. We thank you for doctors. We thank you for medicine. We also thank you for miracles and the way you choose to heal people without those doctors and medicine, which does happen. And so, Lord, we ask you to go before us in this study that you would teach us, that you would hide the preacher behind your cross, as they say. And, Father, that... uh, you would uh, help us in our American government, that you would bless Israel, um, that you would help us in all of the world affairs, Father, that uh, though we know the end is coming, uh, Lord, until we get there, that you would protect uh, those who have a relationship with you and those who don't, Father, that you would bring them to that place. And so uh, we submit ourselves to you now. Uh, we ask you for the forgiveness of our sins in pure hearts. Open ears, Father and open hearts, and open minds. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, here we are, Genesis chapter 17. We'll pick it up in uh, verse 15 here. It says, Then God said to uh, Abraham, remember Abraham's name was Abram in the last chapter, but it's been changed to Abraham now because God has changed his identity because God is going to give him children now. He's going to do the same thing for Sarah here, his wife. It says, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And so the word Sarai means uh, princess, but the word Sarah means princesses, uh, plural, because, of course, God's going to uh, multiply her. He's going to finally come forward and give her the child that he's been promising her now for a number of years. And I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of peoples shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed, and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Well, Apparently, uh, here, Abraham's laugh was not sarcastic or, or meant to be offensive. And, and God picked up on that because he doesn't scold him. Um, I guess Abraham's laugh here, it was just kind of a, an amazement. Like, like, wow, God, you're incredible. I've done that many times. Um, you've got an issue, you've got a problem, whatever it is, and you're praying about it. And you start to worry a little bit and you're stressed out. And then you start to imagine all the ways that the problem ...could be solutionized, you know, for answers to the problems... ...in ways that you can fix the problem. And then God in His own time comes along and He fixes the problem... ...and you say, wow, and you can even laugh sometimes at how incredible God is... ...because you hadn't even thought of the ways and 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 that God um, resolves the problem. The, the, the idea had never even occurred to you. And that's probably uh, what Abraham's laugh was about... When we get to the next chapter, chapter 18, we're going to find out that Sarah laughs and God is a little offended. And so her laugh was probably a little bit uh, sarcastic. We'll talk more about it uh, when we get to chapter 18. Um, but then uh, in, 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 in verse 18 here in, in this chapter, uh, Abraham again, you know, uh, with, with a mind of his own. He's done it many times before and probably, you know, like any old man in his defense With two wives that, you know, they're still despising one another um, for the last 13 years, actually, because now Ishmael's 13 years old. Um, Abraham, he just wants to simplify things. Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Come on, God. Why complicate things? I'm old. My wife is old. The idea that we're going to have another child, I'm too old to raise up another son. Ishmael is here the the child that i had with my 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 wife's maid servant hagar he's 13 years old everything that you've decided to do to create a new people a new nation where kings would come from you know these people do it through ishmael just do it through ishmael let's simplify things and uh, you know what abraham doesn't know but we know cuz we have the end of the story Uh, is that he's going to live to be 175 years old. So he's got another 75 years to go. He's going to enjoy many more children. We'll read about it in the chapters to come. He's going to enjoy so many more blessings as his faith relationship with God, it's just beginning to get good. It's just beginning to get good. You say, well, Mario, he's going to be 100 years old. Yeah, but you know, God can start at any time. And when He does, who knows uh, what's ahead. You know, what I've discovered, not just in my experience, but the experience of many Christians, and I know so many Christians today. I know so many of them that are old, and I love the ones that are old, man. They just pour so much wisdom and grace into my life when I sit and talk with them. But what I've discovered is that the longer that we walk with Jesus, the more we know Him and the more our faith increases and life just becomes more and more exciting uh, uh, and and adventurous. You know, I don't know about you, but I've always liked to live on the edge. I've always been an adventurous kind of guy. And and that's what got me into a lot of trouble when I was young. You know, I was sought after adventure and then I ended up in a trap. Always. It was a pattern that, you know, just repeated itself consistently uh, in my life well, I still like to live on the edge. I still like to be uh, adventurous. But I do it in my walk with the Lord. And He knows that about me. So He takes me to places. He allows things in my life that um, that involve that. And um, I'm just enjoying it. It's like being on a roller coaster that you've never been on before. You don't know where the turns are. You don't know where the drops are. They just surprise you. And uh, that's kind of the way a walk with Jesus is. And especially for the guys, he knows, he knows you uh, through and through, and he knows what uh, excites you. And you know, we see that in Job's life, kind of what we're seeing in Abraham's uh, life here. If you ever read the book of Job, you know, in the beginning, Job has it all. He's got a bunch of kids, you know, he's got property, he's probably one of the wealthiest men alive in those days. But then uh, he loses it all. He loses his health. Uh, he loses his children; they die on him. Um, he loses uh, real estate. He loses, you know, property, homes. He loses his position. He loses his friends. He loses finance. I mean, in a in a big way, he's wiped out completely. All he's left with is a disgruntled wife. But then. God restores everything, and you find out, as you read it, God gave him more than he had in the beginning. He gave, And not only that, but he gave Job another 140 years to live and enjoy all the blessings. You know, in the last chapter of Job, chapter 42, it says that the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. And in verse 17 of Job 42, it says that Job died old, and full of days i love that because you know i see so many people uh, they get old they get bitter they get depressed and then they start to lose their minds their minds start to deteriorate because they've never known jesus they've known of him maybe they've gone to church maybe but that intimate relationship with jesus christ through his word they've never known that but then you go spend time. You get to know some of those older people that have done, been doing life with Jesus, you know, and they're different. And so when you do life with Jesus, what happens over time is your faith grows, your fear lessens, and your blessings multiply. Uh, it's an amazing thing. Let, let's keep moving on here. Uh, verse 19 Then God said, No, Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son. I'm not going to do it through Ishmael, uh, Abraham. Abraham, it's not going to be your plan. It's going to be my plan. He says, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. And as for Ishmael, the other boy, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and I will make him fruitful and I will multiply him exceedingly. He shall beget 12 princesses and I will make him a great nation. Listen to what God is telling Abraham. Abraham, even the mistake you made will not suffer you. When you went with Hagar and you did something that I never told you to do. And you caused all these problems now between Hagar and your wife, Sarah. And all that stuff that you've got going on because you did what I never told you to do. Listen, even that is going to prove to be not such a big mistake in your life. It's going to be a mistake for your descendants, for sure. Ishmael, the father of the Arabs, and Isaac, the father of the Jews, they're still feuding. But Abraham, even the mistake you made is not going to suffer you. Think about all the mistakes you've made. Forget about the mistakes you made before you knew Jesus. How about the ones you made after you knew Him? Wow! Have they mounted up To make big problems for you? Listen. God loves us so much. Don't ever underestimate His love, His grace, and His mercy. He is on your side. He is for you, not against you. Remember that. Verse 21. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac. Not with Ishmael. With Isaac. Whom Sarah not Hagar, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this set time next year. Then he finished talking with him and God went up from Abraham. So look, for the first time, God is giving Abraham a set time when his long-awaited son will be born. God has been talking about giving Abraham and Sarah a son for more than 25 years now. God never told Abraham exactly when it would happen. He never told Sarah exactly when it was going to happen? But now he gives them a set time. That tells me, as I read the Bible and I see more of this, and I see it in my own life, that after God allows hardships and waiting in our lives... It seems that we begin to grow in faith. And when we get to that place of faith, that that, that maturity in our faith that that God has appointed to us, then and only then He can reveal more details. And you say, why is that? Well, I believe, as I read the Bible, it's because if God was to reveal the details before we came to that place of, of maturity in our faith, in Jesus Christ, If he was to reveal those details prior to that, we would do just like Abraham and Sarah did. We would try to help them and we would mess things up really bad. I believe that. And so if you're going through hardships, if you've been waiting on the Lord, maybe even for a long time on certain issues. Hopefully you're reading the Bible and your hope is restored in the mornings when you do your devotionals in the Word of God. You spend time with Jesus. But... Apart from that, just understand, just know, you're not unique. You're not outside of God's relationship with all these people, all these characters in the Bible. Yes, He may be doing something with you a little different. You live in a different time. You live in a different culture. But overall, God remains the same. And in so many ways, we do too. Just wait on the Lord. Be patient and wait and understand He has not abandoned you. You're going through your process and your relationship with him. He knows right where you're at. And he's going to do everything that he promised. Just like he did with Abraham and Sarah here. Verse 23, So Abraham took Ishmael his son, all who were born in his house, and all who were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house. And he circumcised their flesh of their foreskins that very same day, as God had said to him, Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. That very same day, Abraham was circumcised. And his son Ishmael and all the men of his house, born in his house or bought with money from a foreigner, that is his servants, they were all circumcised with him. So, in four verses twice it says that very same day for 25 years abraham waited for god to deliver his promise of a son not with hagar but with sarah and now he's given a date and god told him one year from now you and sarah are going to have the child i've been promising you and on that same day abraham does his part on that same day, Abraham does his part. What is his part? God told him in the last chapter and in the first chapter here, you are going to be circumcised of your flesh, you and all the men in your home, because this is the symbol of our covenant. And so he circumcises his own flesh. It always starts with you first. And then he goes forward and he circumcises the flesh of all the men in his house. Why? Why? On that same day, why? Why didn't you wait for the weekend, Abraham? Why didn't you post uh, warnings around the camp? Why didn't you tell them, hey, you know, in 30 days, right? Or let's all sharpen our knives and get this going. Let's right. sterilize No, no, no. That very same day, why does Abraham do his part that very same day? Because Abraham really believed that God t- could deliver on his promise that God could cause a 100-year-old man to have a baby with his 90-year-old wife. You say, well, how do we know that he really believed? We can't see his heart, Mario. We can't judge as to whether or not he believed or didn't believe. You know, people are always say, you can't judge me. Well, maybe not, but God gave me eyes. God gave me ears. God gave me knowledge of his word. And God gave me scales to weigh things out. So I don't know about all that. You can't judge me. I'm not saying anybody's going to go to hell. Only God can determine that. But I know what I see, and I know how to weigh it out according to the Word of God. Listen, we know that Abraham believed because his belief was followed with immediate action. You know, and I know, that there are a whole bunch of people today, a multitude of people today, that call themselves Christians. They call themselves believers. Ask them what they believe. Many of them have no idea. Ask them what part of the Bible they're reading in their morning devotions. They'll tell you what they're reading in Just for Today. The basic text, the big book, whatever it is. Some other book, Buddhist books, whatever. But ask them, no, no, no. Where are you at in the Word of God? You called yourself a Christian. You call yourself a believer. Where are you at in the Word of God? So many of them, sadly, don't have an answer. And in their defense, many of them would say, well, I don't really understand the Bible. Well, have you heard of the Spirit and Truth podcast? Get on there and get with it. You're missing out on the best part of life. But listen, if we're going to call ourselves believers, if we're going to call ourselves Christians, little Christ, Christ followers, we got to know his word. Otherwise, we don't even know what we're talking about, let alone what we believe. And so we understand, we know that Abraham believed because his belief was followed by action. And not just action, in his case, immediate action that very same day. Well, I wanted to just kind of go over the entire uh, chapter uh, 17 with you. But no sense in doing that when there is a much better teacher, a much better preacher than myself who did it already and that one is the apostle paul and uh in romans chapter 4 verses 16 to 25 paul explains this whole chapter he gives us uh, the application in great great detail and so i'm just going to read it to you and we're going to let the apostle paul close uh this chapter It's Romans chapter 4, verses 16 through 25. And I got it out of the New Living Testament. He says in verse 16, in regards to Genesis chapter 17. So God's promise is given to us because we put our trust in Him. We can be sure of it. It is because of His loving favor to us. It is for all the family of Abraham. It is for those who obey the law. It is for those who put their trust in God as Abraham did. In this way, he is the father of all Christians. The holy writings say, I have made you a father of many nations. This promise is good because of who God is. He makes us, he makes the dead live again. He speaks and something is made out of nothing. Abraham believed he would be the father of many nations. He had no reason to hope for this, but he had been told your children will become many nations. Abraham was about 100 years old. His body was about dead, but his faith in God was not weak when he thought of his body. His faith was not weak when he thought of his wife Sarah being past the age of having children. Abraham did not doubt God's promise. His faith in God was strong, and he gave thanks to God. He was sure God was able to do what he had promised. Abraham put his trust in God, and it was made right with him. The words, he was made right with God, were not for Abraham only. They were for us also. God will make us right with Himself the same way He did Abraham. If we put our trust in God, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Jesus died for our sins. He was raised from the dead to make us right with God. What a beautiful, beautiful sermon. Thank you, Father, for this time. Thank you for Genesis chapter 17. And again, Lord, we pray for all of our listeners. May you bless them. If they don't know you, Lord, may they know you. May their hearts desire for nothing else but to pursue you according to your word. We thank you, Father. We offer you ourselves with circumcised flesh, living no longer according to the flesh, but the spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.